Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. This is episode 12-7, and we are your hosts. I am the magnificent Robert Nichols. And I am, <laughs> insert descriptive adjective, Pernell Vaughn, here. What's going on, Pernell? Not much. Uh, just ate scorpion pepper chips. They are a lie. Wait, hold on. Um... <laughs> It's, it's it's commercial junk. It doesn't. That's the only reason I bought them. Oh, okay. I thought it was like one of those things where it's like made with scorpion. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, scorpion like, peppers. <laughs> okay, that makes a little more sense. Yeah, there, there's no actual <laughs> scorpions there. I, I have eaten a product made of scorpion before. But yes, I think we bought you one. Yeah, it was the lollipop. <laughs> scorpion lollipops. Good, it was a good idea, wasn't it? It was delicious. Good. I was content. I was surprised when you said you ate that. I don't know why. I called bluffs. Like, I think I was going to throw it away and cop out on it. Ah, Not happening. There you go. I'll put that back. But uh, that, um, it's been a rocky week. Yeah. Such a rocky week. We've had we've had hardware challenges. We've had <sighs> we've had guest challenges. We've had a lot of challenges. We've had two episodes this week that kind of almost made it, but that's okay. Because they they're both postponed because the people involved are awesome yeah, and wonderful people. Yeah, and very enthusiastic, very interested, and we can't wait to have them on. But no, this week um, is, is all about the backup plan. That's right. When you when your guests don't when your guests fall when your situation falls through and you, or your guests can't make it and your coffee bagel doesn't dip well, you pick up a track. You label it wild and you just have a song attack. Let's have some music play. Dude, you're getting the Dell. <laughs> There's no Dells. There are no Dells. Just like, really bad ad hominem. I like you got to rhyme this thing, man. You gotta just bad ad living <laughs> for the sake of jovialness. Oh, but, yeah. but basically, what that was intend, intended to imply is mm-hmm. that we are doing Wild Card 3. Not that this is 4. Oh, no. What did we do? 3 do 3. We've only done two. I don't know about that. This is a wild card nebula. All right, that's that's the episode title then. Wild card nebula. There we go. All it, right, it sounds it works. <laughs> um, anyway, but before we get started, like, have you been playing anything this week, or like, what, what have you gotten into? Um, by the time this episode airs, um, you'll be able to check out the. I, I did a review for the game DJ Max Respect. Ooh. Um, it's on the PS4. It released um, last week. It looks and, really good. Oh, it's. Spoiler alert! It might be read the review, but uh, <laughs> I've been playing that a good bit. It's on Hey Poor Player. Um, I've been playing. I'm beginning to try to get more into Celeste again because yeah, Rob has should. been like obsessed with it. He broke the game essentially, and I'm like, well, I want to break the game too. I don't know. There's still there's still so much to do. And then I made the mistake of watching a YouTube video of some of the other stuff going on, and I'm like, I don't want to have the skills for that. Yes. Yeah, okay. Do me a favor, listeners. If you're interested in playing Celeste. Or if you're interested in trying the, um, if you finished it, and you're interested in trying the, um, the the bonus content, don't go to YouTube because it will make you feel like you can't. But you can do it. You can do it. It just takes time. That's how a lot of those games are when you, you think can. about it, though. They always have. <laughs> you can do it. They always have skill tapering where you start out low and you go high as you get better. But people always measure the challenge of the yeah, game by yeah. the max level of difficulty. It's like I can't play that. I'm like. Yeah, because that's not meant for everybody. Well, not yep. everyone's going to get the highest level. Exactly, and you, you don't need to. The, the, the core game is 
incredibly difficult, but it's satisfying. And but don't, you, don't phrase it that way. When you say incredibly difficult, that's going to so turn hard. them off, too. I know. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's difficult, but it's plausible. It's fun. It's fun, and it's very satisfying towards the end. The bonus content is just what it is. It's bonus content. It's, it's worth playing to hear the music. Right. Um, the, mu- the, the bonus music is excellent. Um, this week, I have been playing DDR like a madman. You're not your back's feeling better. That's you're right. Like, it's like you're getting your fix. Yeah, peeled from my injury. Time to get back to it. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to, to be playing again. Um, I posted on Twitter and a bunch of places. I full comboed some songs. Are you playing on your setup or are you playing going to the arcade? Uh, both, both. So I'm playing on my setup a lot more, trying to get used to my home pad. And I am, yeah, playing a lot of pump up in the arcade because I, I love pump. I need to get up pump there. Pump it up is, uh, is the jam. That's fun fact, folks. I'm hoping to make pump my cardio exercise because Darn, everything else should. is boring. It's pump it up prime two. The newest version is so much fun. There's, there's, there's so much more music on there than I remembered because they keep adding more to it. So oh, I guess updates online. I, uh, this past week, this past Monday, um, I went up to, I went up there at night and there were like at least six new songs mm-hmm. and they're all like ridiculous, like K-pop groups of like eight guys. And they're all like, got crazy hair and they're all wearing scarves it's amazing it's like the best game ever <laughs> yeah, i'll do that maybe i'll be something to do tomorrow or yeah it's fun man but yeah that's pretty much been my main mo i mean i've been playing other stuff of course the monster hunter world still is in the rotation absolutely how, uh, how far along are you on that i don't even know how to describe it hunter rank 19 but as i know not hunter rank 15 but that's a false equivalence because they cap you until you beat the game so According to my friend, I'm probably more like Hunter rank 50 or something now. Oh. Just I haven't gotten over the hurdles yet that block the number. So Wait, I've been, You're still having fun with it, though, right? Oh, yeah. I still yeah, enjoy yeah. it. I still enjoy it. That's good. I mean, right now, I think video gaming, it's amazing in its own way. Like, they're talking about, uh, in the news, it's worth bringing up, they're talking yeah, about the so. potential of there being such a thing as video gaming addiction, which... I'm, okay. I'm going to be that one guy like in the sea of my friends who say otherwise. There is such a thing. There is absolutely there such a thing. There is such a thing. Yeah. The hurdle, however, is where you draw the line between is it an addiction versus someone just using their free time to just play a lot of games. Absolutely. Um, and you can't judge someone else's behavior based on just what you've know what you seen. You have, to, you have to know that person. So, and I can say flat out. Yeah. A lot of my time, like escapism time, is game time, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's pretty much been a lot. I'm just like, I get, I have a lot of, I do, like, I do the podcast, um, I do reviews, I go to work constantly, and right. I try to socialize whenever possible. But let's be blunt, and socializing you, is a pain, right? And you sacrifice as much sleep as possible. You better believe it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be 55 years old, like three hours of sleep. Watch me try. <laughs> but uh, well, let, let's let's get into some music because I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm super excited. Because I have all of these backups I've been hanging on to and haven't really had the right episode to play them on. And I have a wealth of just awesome tracks to play. Oh, one last thing we should clarify. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's up? Before I just like talk up all my tracks right now. (laughs) My tracks are amazing. You better step up your game. (laughs) My my game's already here. I'm just... But I just wanted to clarify for folks who have submitted track or topics in the past. We yes. have not forgotten those, and they are still in the in the queue. The problem is this happened very last minute. Yeah, and this is this is going to happen when it's just like you know this is a passion project. We're just having fun. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Just definitely like to make sure people know, like you know, we're not forgetting you. You're you're we're honestly even your weird topics. Yes, we're going to try them. We're looking <laughs> at you, wicked sufferer. Oh, that's an interesting topic. Yeah, that's going to be fun. 
Um, but this is an odd episode, I think. Yeah, it's an odd episode, 12-7. This is you, Pernell. All right. Well, I'll start with a track from a game that I started playing back in December and really should get back to it, but time is of the of, has been precious and hard to get access to lately. So that game is called Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus on the PS4. PS4. And the track is titled Sensual Predicament. <laughs> Ooh. And Sensual Predicament. And the title um, composers are Hayato Sonoda and Takahiro Unisuga. back you're listening to sensual predicament from the game tokyo xanadu ex plus composed by hayato sonoda and takahiro unisuga of the falcom sound team oh hey there is nothing sensual about this track i'm just going to clarify that oh well i mean it's good but there's nothing sensual about this it does sound like something out of a guilty gear title i'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm just like the title of this track just throws me for a little Is loop. it related to gameplay? Because this is one of the boss themes. Oh, okay. Is the boss this is this kinda of, that kind of boss theme? Mm, if anything, you're at least the mode I'm playing on is all about panicking because Wait. I play on the hardest difficulty, so bosses kill me like two. So hits. You're not playing on romantic mode? No, I'm playing I'm playing it on masochist mode. Oh, okay. Or correction, sadomasochistic mode. I mean, that's that means I'm, that's fine for some people. I'm, I'm there's There's nothing <laughs> sensual about this mode. Just frantic <laughs> combat. Um, really quite cool. Honestly, I like the bosses in this game. The mm. story is pretty much rope so far. Typical teenagers with get powers that they oh. don't expect to have, and soul swords and all that good stuff. But the game. But I, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But it's I like the fact that it was essentially Falcom's take on the Persona, as people have been calling them, the new NU Persona games, being the three through five block. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, like, how would Falcom yeah. deal with that? Okay. And I honestly like it so far. It's just I wish that the gameplay was a little bit more complicated. But that's not for everybody. Sometimes you just want to be able to jump in and just mash people's faces with the X button. Well, this track is like tight though. Like is. There's the rest of the soundtrack. Almost Falcom. There's a lot. It, it has a lot of variety. Like there's a lot of uh, like, there's mellow tracks for the dungeons. There's a uh, 
urban life tracks, like um, okay. typical social interaction tracks, you know, just like kind of quirky yeah. slice of life tunage. They should um, play like that kind of music, like at bars. You know, what I'm talking about like you go to like a restaurant or something, or like like hey, let's go hang out at that new place. Okay, you go there and it's like. Yeah, I, I still stand by That'd the fact awesome. that if I knew a guy that worked at a bar yeah. where I could pull such strings, <laughs> I would totally say, "Hey, don't tell anybody. Just take this track list, run it in your CD player, and see if anybody comments, or if they just ignore it and just go about the business. If they ignore it and they're okay with it, just do this all the time." Do you ever? Do you ever want to do that? Like we could actually, like. I played that 1984 a couple times. We could probably go back up to that. It's a barcade. Maybe like promote like um, I don't know, like like a video game dance night, but only play like like RPG like um, meet cute music. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. People sit at the bar having like social conversations, trying to interact with each other. It's like yeah, it could be really pretty cool. Or, jump or, around, jump around, jump around, there. <laughs> But uh, it could be. I think it'd be fun, and I feel like it would make the perfect experience between that and the Yuzo Koshiro thing. I've always wanted to do. Oh yeah, I feel like they would make for fun bar interactions for the sake with the with the music around it. Like I went to a wedding a couple years ago, and the bride and groom, more specifically the bride though, mm-hmm. huge fan mm-hmm. of the Legend of Zelda. So she decided that for her war her march out theme, yeah. there was going to be a orchestrated version of like the main Legend of Zelda theme. Yeah. So everybody in the audience that knew Zelda <laughs> knew immediately, like, oh my god, that's Zelda, like, that's awesome. They were like, yes. And all the older people who didn't know what the heck was going on, they were like, wow, this is this is very unique. I have, I like this. <laughs> what I, style of music is this? I like it. And they're like, it's video game, baby. You know, this is reminding me of, it's reminding me of um, Parasite Eve. The, 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 the operatic, like, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I love that. Really that little drop right there was really cool. But she sings through the whole track. Yeah, but it fits. It's yeah, it really does. I like it. See, now I may have to play this Ooh, when I get home tonight. Yeah, man, this is good. Get back into it. All right, so we're going we're gonna to travel through this wild card nebula. Um, I am going to... I was going to put my tracks in like a, an order of release date, but I'm not going to. I'm going to start with, a, with, a, with one of my more weirder tracks. This is from the game Tough Enough. For the Super Nintendo, yeah, it's like a it's a fighting game with only like four characters in it. I do remember the box art for that. Well, in it's a much cooler looking in Japan for the Super Famicom. It's called Dead Dance. Wow, yeah, it's would... it's really neat looking. It's got actually a really cool soundtrack. Um, this is the track for the stage called or the character called Beans. Yes, his name is Beans. Beans, Beans. The more you fart. Um, it's composed by Yasuhiko Takahiba and Suguru Ishida. And this is from the game Dead Dance for the Super Famicom or Tough Enough. Enough. And we're talking tough with two Fs. Tough. (laughs) For the Super Nintendo.
you're listening to Beans <laughs> from the game Dead Dance or Tough Enough for the Super Nintendo, <laughs> composed by Yasuhiko Takashiba and Suguro Ishida. When I first this first kicked in, that earlier part made me think it was like something out of a western. It, it does have kind of like that kind of galloping kind of rhythm to it, but it quickly changes up. Yeah, like, it's got kind of like a like, boss music kind of style to it. But yeah, I do like this. It makes me want to check out the fighting game itself. So I remember the ads for it and everything because the ad was just pretty much two like teenagers with like baseball caps, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I got to know this game from the, um, the YouTube uh, video series video series. It's a YouTube show called Super Couch Fighters, which is one of my like favorite uh, YouTube shows. And it's just two guys who love fighting games and they um and they just play just play them. They just play fighting games and they have a good time. And they play tough enough and I was like, this game looks awful. But then I was like listening really closely. And I was like, wow, this music is tight. This I'm, everything this is tight. Am I yeah. saying tight too much? Yeah, clearly you're going for an uh, uh, 80s, it? 90s motif here. Yeah, I'll I... allow it. All right, okay. Don't make my ears bleed too much. All right, I, I'm not going to go far as rad because I have other tracks that are rad. But this, oh, gnarly. Oh, yeah. This No, this section right here. Oh, oh, gnarly. <laughs> huh. Wait. Yeah. Would you say it's gnarly in a tubular sort of way? So is, is this the section you were thinking? Was like... Yeah, just this. Was like was like Western. Sounds like something out of a Western. That's cool. You're not you're not as into fighting games. Nah, mm. fighters not so much. I mean, I'll play more of the faster paced ones here and there. Yeah. But even in those cases, I think what you mentioned earlier about YouTube syndrome exists for me with actual existence of human players. Oh yeah. That I just can't measure up with all these other people with their stupid <laughs> ability to one to one their combo inputs, whereas I'm just kind of flailing like a mad puppy. When it comes to like competitive video games, like fighting games people who get into them like they practice them to death and now like, i have time for that I'm yeah ADHD prone i got too many games on the belt yeah i know like and, and i i like to focus on single games at the same time but i'll go to like I'll, I'll go to these like tournaments or whatever and they're like hey we're having a tournament for you know whatever this you know mortal Kombat one or something and there's someone who has like yeah i know this game actually i'm at, I'm at the last company i worked for they had a street fighter 2 cabinet Oh really? Uh, Street Fighter Two Championship Edition cabinet in their um, break room. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I was like, "Oh, this is great!" So I, I snuck out during lunch and, and I walked over there to, to, to play some tight, to play some games. And I had guile, you know, because like if there's a bad joystick, you're pretty okay with guile because you're not. It's hard to get like some good imp- like good like Hadouken inputs with like a bad joystick. But if you have a bad joystick, you can you can charge moves. Yeah, to hold down usually. Um, and then some guy showed up, and he was, you know, maybe 10, 15 years a bit older than me, and I was like, oh, he wants to play. All right, let's 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 throw down. We'll have some fun. And he schooled you. Oh, my God. Ah. Did he give you the don't judge a book by his cover look? Yeah, he was like, yeah, I used to love this game when I was a kid. And he knew some tricks with um, M. Bison that I, I did not know in this game, and it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. How did you do that? Well, first I pushed the I'm going to beat you button. And you followed <laughs> yeah. up with the roundhouse you lose methodology there. Yeah, it's like you push this. This is the button I pressed to win. This is what I pressed to win. So, yeah, kind of put me kind of put me in my, my little place there. But no, I had a good time. The games like that, like, I, I, I just enjoy, like, you know, having fun. And I don't have the heart for that. 
If I, if I play a game and lose like 20 times in a row, I feel it in my bones. It hurts. I started to, but like, you know, like I had to get back to, I had to, get back to work. Like the recent, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> the recent uh, Smash Bros. reveal yeah. popped off, got me thinking about that series again and the fact that I love Smash Brothers. Yeah. I love it to death. I love the concept. Do you? Oh, yeah. And when I, I bought it way <laughs> I don't know back why I'm when surprised, first, but I think, you should, I, I think I am. You should not be. It's Nintendo characters and a mashup. That's perfect stuff for me. Um, I bought the very first one that came out, and I was only playing it with friends in the college dorms. That's how long ago this was. Mm. And uh, I was I, I was the one that was beating everybody. I was the man. So for I for people thought, in, college, in, in college, in college for you, that's like so. This is 19, 1973, 1974. No, nineteen fifty six. Oh, fifty six. That did do. We had the power of the N sixty. Well, sorry, the N sixty four beta with a crank. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how that would even apply or make sense. <laughs> you know, like, like in cartoons, they got the old cars, they put the crank on the front. Like, mm. Charge that console up. Yeah. But um, anyway. when I played this college, I thought I was the, I was the man, because I was beating everybody. Hmm. And then I go to a convention some years later after I'm out of college, and I end up playing with three other people, mm -hmm. and the match starts, and I'm like, yay, and I dive in, and I start trying to like, do all the actual throw some combos or whatever with my character. And then they all just kind of look at each other, and then... Ceremoniously gang up on me and kick me off the mat and use up all of my lives. Ooh. And then after I was out of lives, they went to their respective corners, counted down from three, and had a real match. Oh. I was like, well then! Well. I'm not cut out for Smash Brothers at all! <laughs> and that was that. Like, I still buy the games, I try to play them, but I don't have a, a competitive group scene in locally, so I don't play it like that. And yeah. if I go to cons, I'll get stomped. So it ends up pretty much becoming a single-player play-against-the-computer thing for me now. But, like, it's still good against the computer, right? Not as good. You want to be able to good. yell at your friends. It's yeah. a party game. I hear you. Um, one last, like, fighting game story. So I worked at an arcade for a, for a long time, like, right around when uh, Marvel Capcom 1 came out. And then Marvel Capcom 2 came out. Mm -hmm. And I was I was there when, like, it was first released. And characters were just were slowly being revealed in the arcades, too. Like, they weren't all out at one time. Like, you had to unlock them. And then so we were, like, obsessed with this game. Like, every day just playing this game over and over and over again. And I thought I was pretty good. I was like, I'm learning stuff. I'm pretty good at Marvel Capcom, too. All right, so I stopped playing for a while. I get, I get into Third Strike. I start playing um, shoot 'em ups um, Years later, um, I get into DDR. I stop playing fighting games. <laughs> the beginning. Remember, um, remember GameWorks up in South Philly? Yes. They got closed down because of violence. Anyway. <laughs> lots of guns. Lots of drugs. Um... Yeah, so uh, Marvel Capcom 2 was huge up there. And so I was like, oh, I used to play this game. I used to be really good at it. So I, I, put some, I put some quarters down, and I started playing. No, the game changed. It was completely different. Like, the strategies, like, I don't know. They were, I've never sat down to play the exact same game with somebody, and then they were playing something completely different from what I was. And it was over so fast. And Marvel Capcom 2 was like a, like a wow. change of form it from the was. first game. And like watching Masters at that game, it's like insane. Mm -hmm. Like they'll play like first to 100, you know, and, and it's, it's, it, it's like a journey. But I couldn't figure this thing out. I feel like oh. I'd fall asleep before reaching 100 wins. I know. It's, it's exciting with the right commentators. So classic, classic Marvel Capcom 2 videos and tournaments, check them out. They're, they're a lot of fun. But oh my God. I was I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't tell what game I was playing anymore, and I was like, well, I guess I'm playing DDR now, and that's my game. <laughs> Migrated in. All right, um, what's your second track? Well, this will be an interesting one for this episode, but I decided to go with it. So yeah, this track is from a ROM hack, 
that I've been a fan of for years. Oh, yeah. But, I've been looking forward to hearing from this. But due to a retro group that I recently joined, their game of the month is Mega Man 4, which immediately made me think of this game, which I'm now playing again. And it is called Rockman 4 Minus Infinity. This track is the theme for the Dustman stage in that game, mm. but its real origin is from the game Doraemon Giga Zombie no Giyakushu. Wait, so the, the music is from Doraemon? Yes. Oh, but that's interesting. But here, if you play that ROM, you're going to hear it there. So a lot of people oh. only know it from that game. Oh, that's interesting. So I thought it was like they didn't just like ROM hack the title, they also like made their own music but they, oh, no, they actually wish. took it from like other like titles but that's how how intricate uh, intricate this is because up until I picked a game a track a stage with a track that I recognized yeah. I thought they were tracks composed oh, cool. for the game yeah so but this track is from those two respective games <laughs> and it is composed by Takashi Kutsukaku You're listening to the Rockman 4 Minus Infinity Tune mm. for the Dustman stage that is also from Doraemon Giga Zombie no Gyakushu, composed by Takashi Kutsukaki. So, you, so, so the music for all the stages are, are from other games? Yes. Okay, interesting. And is this like a super hard ROM hack like a Kaizo Mario Brothers not like that but it is much harder than OG Mega Man 4 okay. by far so the guy who did this ROM hack took great liberties on what he thought stages should work as so as an example for this level Dustman's original level was just a, it was primarily a left to right scroll with occasional sections where you were kind of in a trash compactor and the ceiling would come down and you had to shoot junk to get through the room. In this game, you're actually more like in a compactor slash furnace. So what ends up happening is you're on a conveyor belt with junk falling from the sky. So you have to keep shooting at trash to get it, keep it from crushing you and blowing up on you. And you're fighting like guys from like Mega Man 2. Oh, cool. And some of those annoying like bomb birds from Mega Man 1. So they just like throw them all together. Yeah, it's an interesting combination. There's yeah. another section that's cool where you end up in a furnace and the temperature of the furnace keeps going up and you have to get out of the furnace before the flames overheat and start killing you. So you got to kill these fire the fire monsters from Mega Man 2. Is it like because uh, they're racing they're making the temperature go up. Does it casually casually does it gradually does it casually drain your life, Pernell, or does it um like is it like a one hit like gone? Like it, it's maxed. So basically the temperature goes up it's like it, it's represented by like the boss meter and it says temp under it. But once it oh, exceeds cool. the max 
it'll just go zoop, and every time it, hits, it just shoots up. And every time it reaches the top, you take a huge chunk of damage. Hmm. So you will die fast if you don't get through this compactor quickly. And that's hard to do because <laughs> one of the tweaks to the game was they made the Mega Buster junk. So hmm. it barely damages anything. Wow, so it's like, hey, you want to use... You need to use boss weapons. Boss weapons. I like that. Because like, half the fun of the game is like using the boss weapons to... To like, you just have fun with it, right? Just to like, oh, I can use my boss weapon here to make it easier, or, or you know, just as in a different way to traverse the stage. Mm -hmm. But you never really had to. Yeah, in this game, that they force it. He changed all of the weapons, so none of the ones, none of the weapons are the same as the, what they were in the original game. In a lot of cases, they're so much better. Oh, like, cool. Um, my favorite weapon is the H. Was the HC boomerang, which is Ringman was originally the weapon was the ring boomerang. Yes, but this is called the homing control boomerang. Ooh. So what you can do is you can throw the boomerang, yeah. and you can hold it out, nice. so it does constant damage in a fixed position on an enemy. So it's like Doo -doo 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 -doo. interesting, and it just drains health until you get rid of it. Can you imagine like as a developer, like looking at the original weapons in the game and being like, how can I change it to make it more interesting? Like, can can you think of a, of a Mega Man like boss weapon that you could change? Well, there's a lot of weapons where they where I wouldn't say necessarily change it because I never thought about it from that perspective. But what, but would, what, what would the you, bosses what do? do and what yeah. they give you? Yeah. Oh, I've had that thought numerous times. I would like love Top Man gives you the top spin, but Top Man uses one he uses the top spin better than you do. Of course. And <laughs> he has that other attack where he throws the tops in the air and they kind of home in. Mm -hmm. They could have given you that. They could have given you the homing tubs. Yeah, not just like the spin around and just actually hurt yourself every time you try to use it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what was it? Homing, was it? Raw Hard Man gives you the hard knuckle, but he has that other attack where he kind of slams onto the ground and makes a tremor. Oh, ground pound. Yeah, you could get like a ground pound attack instead of the, the, the ridiculously powerful but ridiculously slow knuckle. Is that like a Super Mario term, ground pound? Yeah, I think it, ordered, I think it originated from Mario Brothers, to be honest with you. Because I can't think of too many games before Mario World where you had a ground pound. Ground pound. Yeah. Actually, no, was, wait, was it Mario World? I was 64. No, Mario World, I believe, had a ground pound. But oh. I could be wrong. And if I am wrong... No, no, I'm sorry. Mario World did not have a ground pound. I had the spin jump. Hmm. So Mario 64 was the one that had the ground pound. You're right. Ground pound sounds like a secret handshake. But um, it's a uh, it's uh, I mean like it's I like the fact that they made a lot of those kinds of tweaks. Like for example, like I don't remember the exact change because I haven't beaten Skull Man in recent mystery memory. But yeah. they made the Skull Shield into something called the Hell Wheel. And, that sounds cool. And it's like a sort of like a Tony Hawk sort of thing. We kind of shoots across the screen like in a Skull Wheel, and you can roll over stuff. And it's actually pretty awesome. Pretty much all of the weapons are better <laughs> in this game than the original game. Dive Man isn't a isn't a missile anymore. It's a it's called the water cutter. It's like a sharp laser. It just shoots oh, through, and it's strong as the Dickens. Um, it's just a great game. I'll it's check a it great out. Great game, and, and it's uh, it's the full on ROM hack. Like you get you full on ROM. Download hack. it, play it on an emulator. Yep, nice. Playing on a retro pie right now. Cool. So it's really good. I, I recommend this wholeheartedly to anyone. But in this, and to put it in more perspective, I'm not even big on ROM hacks. I'm one of those people where I feel like the game. I want to play the original game as intended because right. I feel like ROM hacks generally are either lazy, not mm. in the sense of like the skill when going into making them because I obviously yeah. that was the skill. But as far as we took this game, but we added more fire to it, so now it's <laughs> Firewater Brothers. Oh, uh, we added a, yeah a lot of um, hidden blocks that you'll never see. Yeah, like just there. Yeah, like it just feels like it feels like lazy design, so it's less fun and more just some guy changed the game. Mm. But this game. 
is immaculate. Like, it's really... This and Mega Man Unlimited give Capcom a run for their money as far as, like, Mega Man design... Mega Man game design goes, so... Well, I'm gonna go a completely different... I was gonna choose my NES track. I'm gonna save it for the end. I'm gonna go completely different here. This is back to my arcade roots. My arcade days. This is a Namco arcade title. And we've talked about this game a few times in uh, in the in the conversation of exercise gaming. This is Prop Cycle. Oh, Prop Cycle was awesome. It was so cool, wasn't it? It was like three stages, but it, you were like you were tired. When you, you were, were done. tired by the end of this game. Um, so this is a game where it's it's a straight up um, uh, exercise bike with a controller on top and your character on the screen, a huge screen. Um, is on a bike with wings and you pedal to keep it up in the air and you gotta like find like hidden like balloons and stuff and you gotta pop them. Yeah, you fly through rings and collect balloons. Yeah, I remember really enjoying it but not remembering the music. And then I, I saw the music online and I started listening to it in whole, whole for now. So it's good. Whoa. Yeah, this is really cool. So this is the first track. This is called Cliff Rock from the game Prop Cycle for the arcade composed by Yoshie Takayanagi. Listening to your your <laughs> You're listening to Cliff Rock from the game Prop Cycle for the arcade Namco Arcade, composed by Yoshie Takayanagi. This isn't really chill soundtrack. This reminds me of this reminds me of like 1990s internet. I don't know why. You know what I mean? Like like I'm browsing AOL. I think it's the flute sound. The flute sounds so synthetic. 
it's so cheesy, like it's gone past cheesy back into I like it again. I can pick. I can't picture so much the <laughs> use of AOL, but I could maybe I guess think about it from like maybe some of the trailers they used to have for it, like the commercials. Mm, yeah, the music that would play during those. But even then, I don't know. But what I do know is that this track is sweet, and it comes from a game that I swear I say this all the freaking time, and I'll say it again. There are so many people dropping the ball right now on not resurrecting stuff like this at an age where people are becoming more absurdly conscious about fat diets and wanting to get exercise but yeah. complaining about people being attached to their television yeah. sets. And they could be out there putting like like pushing these games and promoting them for health. Yes. Like like pe- people who own like gyms. Like they could be like I'm gonna, you know, go back to Namco and say, Hey, let's make some more games like this. We're looking at you, Wicked Sephiroth. We know you and your your line of of exercise equipment <laughs> and prop cycles. I mean, even think about this. And alpine racers. People buy exercise bikes for their homes right now. Exercise bikes are boring. But if you could have yeah. games that ran on the exercise bike, you'd be compelled to ride the bike because you're doing something related to the bike. You know, um, on the surface, I'm laughing. But you notice this is legit. It's like, a deep down. Just hearing excuses for now. There are no excuses. It's just hearing excuses. Exercise is awesome. It's, it is not. For its own sake. It's for its own sake boring. <laughs> people like, look at people that do like sports, for example. Like people who are really into like it is, man. People that get into sports, they might go to the gym and lift weights and stuff. Yeah. But theirs is like a combination. It's like they're doing it for that sport. All of it's tied together. I like basketball. And if I lift weights, I'll be able to play basketball better. It's all for the sake of the sport. It's not lifting weights is fun for me <laughs> I because I move this metal up and down. It's enjoyable. The, the, the pain and then the recovery and then seeing the results. That's the, that's the funny part. It's very interesting. I man. get those things. Yeah. If I could skip... The actual lift the weight and then put it back down part and just have the pain and recovery. If I could just skip all the work. No! The work, if the work were enjoyable. (laughs) Like even like, you know, back in the day. You you, you realize I'm I'm just giving you a hard time just to give you a hard time. But I'm being eccentric because I can't help but want to respond to what you're saying. Yeah. It was like it's. I think about it a lot. Like back in the day, people used to work every day for a living. That their jobs were to lift hay, chop wood, Push crap. There are still very physical, demanding oh, yeah. jobs out oh, there. Oh, for sure. But those people are naturally fit because their jobs demand that they make that kind of physical effort every day. Like their fitness comes from something that they do. It's not an extra thing. It's hard to explain, but it comes out in the sense of saying, if exercise were fun, so that your side time yeah. was used enjoyably, or it's a part of your day to day. I'm working. And to do my job, I have to push this tire down this road. You need an excuse to do it. It sounds lame, but yes. Yeah. Like, that's I, why DDR used to work back in the day. I would play DDR to the point of death and exhaustion. I still do. Because, <laughs> I mean, if I could get out to the arcades regularly like I like I should, Actually, I would still do that. We, you and I went like on, like on an old school um, DDR adventure, like back in the day we used to. Yeah, and you, you like, saw how that went. Let's go to an arcade and like see what they have and just go for it. And I hadn't played a <laughs> dance game in months on top of months 
to the point where I'm, I'm way out of shape right now for that kind of stuff. And I still play to the point of exhaustion, yeah. just like I used to, because <laughs> it was fun to do. It's it's uh, amazing. You saw how, how messed up I was after that. At that night, I was sick. Because you were out of it for so long because of the injury. But now you're coming back. No, that was dehydration. Was it? Yeah. I drink more fluids. I know. It doesn't. You know, there's a threshold, right? Um, where you can only you can only consume so much as you as you're working yourself out so like if you're dehydrating yourself you can only you can only process so much your body can only process so oh, much so there's at a one cap, time essentially yeah that that's what makes the, the marathon so grueling your body can only digest and metabolize so much so much as you're still trying to keep pushing it and that's what I liked about um, playing DDR and ITG. It's like, you know, an hour into it. Like, I'm just sweating so bad. But, like, I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm I doing it. Like, I still have fond memories of going to Kahunaville. Oh, when my Pump gosh. It Up was there. That was back when I was good at Pump It Up. And people would come up to the machine while I'm playing half dead. And they would literally clap. They would leave money for me. Some half people dead, would buy mean, me you mean drinks. Full drunk. I wasn't even full drunk. I mean, just tired because I've been playing so hard. Oh, no, no. I thought they were coming. They oh, some of were them half were. dead coming up to you. No, some people were yeah. drunk much, oh, yeah, but yeah. it was usually like, oh, my God, what is this guy doing? Well, you know, Dave and Buster's is actually, like, making a huge comeback. Like, their arcades and their, their restaurant, like, model, like, as a public company, like, they're doing very well. Like, this, this whole family entertainment center, whatever it's called. That whole like business model is making a huge comeback, and that's why we were seeing things in our area in Delaware called Main Event. Yeah, yeah. Like, now Main Event needs good games, and they'd be better shape. I know. I'm kind of glad my friend already went there and checked it out and told me, "Hey, they got an old version of DDR, and it's terrible, and it doesn't work." But now I kind of want to go to Dave and Buster's like Old Town to see how that. Fares. They might. Yeah. Um, I am part of an uh, a DDR players group, and uh, most of them play at, at Dave and Buster's. Hmm. I'll have to inquire, see if they have a pump machine store, if they got rid of it. Because I remember at one point they did, which made me angry. They might. But again, this is Dave & Buster's in South Philly. Just a stone's throw away from the game works. Nah, but (laughs) they they, they walled off with money and more money. Yeah, it is much closer to... um, What's, what's, what's the other pier? No, don't, don't use like proximity as an excuse, though, because it's a block from like Strip Club Row. But that's that's the Ikea. No, no. <laughs> this is Dave and Buster's. I know because Anthony and I used to park in the strip club parking lot because it was free. Oh, that's right. And then every once in a while, we try to sneak out, and the bouncers at the door would go, "Where are you guys going?" <laughs> and we had to make up an excuse like, "No, we're coming back for the strip club. We're just going around back to Wiz or something." We'd make oh up some God. dumb excuse like, "Go to Dave and Buster's." It was like four, 14, almost almost fifteen years ago um, uh, when I got married. Our, my uh, my bachelor party was at that Dave and Buster's, and I played pump the entire time. It was a good time. It was, like it was very. It good was time. an unorthodox one. I'll give you that. But I was one of the people where it was okay with. We took a limo to play pump. Got back in the car, smelly and sweaty. Yeah, eat cheesesteaks. <laughs> that was a very interesting day. <laughs> it was fun though. It was fun though. <laughs> it's a good time. All right, um, we're on to your next track. It's a good thing we had that conversation before my track because I don't think my track would be good for oh for nostalgia chat of <laughs> exercise and fitness and wedding stuff. Oh really? Well, you I'll play the track and then then you'll know. Okay, what is it? So the track is from the game Wizardry: Tale of the Forsaken Land, also known as Wizardry Busen, um, on the PlayStation Two, mm-hmm. and the track title is called The Beast. 
composed by Satoshi Iwasaki, Isao Kasai, Makoto Suehiro, and Kenji Tana. It's quite the team. Tani, rather. That's a lot. That's a big team. It's a big team of people for a fantastic game. Welcome back. You're listening to The Beast from the game Wizardry, Tale of the Forsaken Land, composed by Satoshi Iwasaki, Isao Kasai, Makoto Suehiro, and Kenji Tani. So this track has been in my lexicon of love for a very long time. Uh... To put in perspective, so this is this is your this is your language of love. I love this the track. The blast beats and that's right. Heavy guitar it burns, baby, burns like my soul. Uh, so to give you a context on what makes this track so good, aside from the fact that it sounds awesome, yeah, this is it, a rocking track. So Wizardry, Forsaken Land is sort of a spinoff of the main Wizardry series. There are at least two games, I believe, for it, but we only got one that Atlas kind of translated and published back in the early 2000s for the PS2. Right. I don't even think it got a big print. So it's a traditional style of wizardry gameplay, just with better, like, more, more like, nicer graphics and more, like, like nicer music. So it aligns to, it adheres to all the traditional, you know, conventions, you know, alignment where different people, different alignments won't work well on a team together. You know, the typical stop at the bar to get your quest and then dive deep in the realm <laughs> to solve whatever mysteries in the dungeon. Um, and all of the music is pretty mellow or atmospheric. This does not sound mellow. Exactly. Or because the bosses in this game are far and few. Okay. But when you meet one... Oh, like it ramps up. It's not. It's not messing around. They this don't is, mess around. Like you will probably die when you meet a boss for the first it's time. It's like like the whole game is like prop cycle, and then you get here, and it's like, oh hell no, Pernell. Pretty you, much you're gonna die. The only difference I would say <laughs> is that the game itself is still challenging in nice. its own right. Like the normal mobs are nothing to scoff at. Okay, but it's just the music and everything <laughs> around him is like, okay, this is a traditional D and D adventure. Yeah, we, uh, wizardry is pretty classic. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much. If it weren't D&D or Ultima, Wizardry's the next in line for, like, the grandpappy of traditional role-playing games, yeah, I believe. I think we um, we talked about that when we had, um, oh, my God. Austin. Austin, yeah, Austin, yeah, from uh, uh, WASD. Yes, right. And it's like, this is, like, the only game from those types of games that I could able to sit down and play with in hard detail mm-hmm. because I wasn't into RPGs back when those were fresh off the plate, but... When I was like, oh, this is the first person dungeon crawler. I, I'll give this a shot. The time is now. I'll try it out. Atlas's name is on it. Can't go wrong, Atlas. And I was wowed. 
I need to go back and beat this game, though, which makes me sad that I'm getting old and playing older games is getting harder to get time for because I never beat this game. I got to the final boss. How hard is this? There's only 10 floors in the dungeon. Okay. But it took me that long to get to the final boss, and he schooled me. And the attempt of trying to go back years later on that old file and make up that ground is really tough. Because do, you, do you still have that file? I mean, oh, like yeah. this is PS2. So this, I, have, this is a I, have, I have all of my files, man. I have everything. <laughs> all right, so now I know that like battery backups and stuff like that can die. Like they can slowly fade away anyway in the past. What about memory cards? Memory cards I think can, but I have not experienced it yet aside from just technical errors of a memory card, right. but just natural right. degradation, I've yet to experience it. Fingers on wood. Fingers crossed. Yeah, because... I actually found a memory card in my pocket at uh, PAX in 2008. I had lost the memory card. A PlayStation memory card? PS2 memory card. <laughs> um, I had lost the memory card three years prior and didn't know where it was. Did you like, did it you probably like... got washed and all kinds of stuff because I don't know why it was where it was, but oh, wow. I was at PAX with my friend, and we were heading out to go to the cons. Let me get dressed real quick. I just threw these clothes on and reached into my pocket to put my wallet in, and there was um, something inside. I pulled it out. <laughs> it was my long-lost memory card and a ostentatious pair of pants that was just out there. That is a question I'd like to ask our listeners. What is the weirdest place you found a PlayStation memory card? Possibly in the street. Like, have you ever, like, found, like, um, old video games, like, enclosed, like, years after the fact? Like a Game Boy, like a, like a Tetris Game Boy game. Like, what is this doing in my shoe? Ah, I get what you're saying now. So yeah, what yeah. you're saying, you're basically saying like... You misplayed something and like you find it again. You're like, what is this doing here? The oddest recovery discovery. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Um, comment on Facebook. Facebook.com slash RhythmandPixels slash Pernell slash Hello. That's not the actual address. <laughs> if you type that in, you won't go anywhere unless it's awful. Probably. Because people like to do that with URLs. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, people will do that. Um, okay, so I'm gonna play my last uh, my last track. This is from a new a new discovery of mine. This is a Konami title for the Famicom called Esper Dream Two, um, composed by Manami Matsume. So you know, got some quality going on here, some classic Mega Man business. Um, and this song is called Train. So this is a, a very classic Famicom RPG uh, produced by Konami, containing the VRC6 sound chip. Um, which you will also find in uh, Castlevania 3. Oh! So this is like, this is the chip that um, Konami produced specifically for their games. They put on the cartridge that produced an additional two square waves and I believe a sound, uh, I'm sorry, a sawtooth wave. Mm-hmm. So you got three extra sound waves in inclusion to the normal four sound waves and sound generator and all that. So a beast of a chip for a small little system. And this is a great, great soundtrack. Esper Dream 2, this is the track is called Train from composer Manami Matsume.
song is so good. This is Train from the game Esper Dream 2 for the Famicom, composed by Manami Matsume. Oh, oh, Pernell. This, this track makes me feel feelings. Like this is this makes me feel this this feels like like early Michael Jackson. You know what I'm talking about? Like funk disco. Michael Jackson? Yeah, Michael Jackson. I want wanna rock with you. That's not what this is. I wanna rock with you. Hey, you know what I just learned though? What's that? I think this got a fan translation. Hey now. So fan translations. Yeah, I translations. I want to play this now apparently. This it seems like a cool game. Like I was the music sounded good enough that I decided I wanted to look into it a bit more. It's I'm not sure if it's an action RPG or a traditional RPG, but the vibe I got from the videos that I couldn't read right, yeah. is that you're a kid who goes to a library okay. and actually engages <laughs> in adventure in the books he finds. I like that. That's a cool, that's a cool premise. So, like, there was one level. It seemed like he jumped into a book and became a, a screwdriver, and he befriended <laughs> a screw. <laughs> I, I don't even understand, but it made me interested in yeah. seeing more and in the game itself. Maybe we should look this one up and find it. Honestly, I was just researching um, games that use the VRC6 chip on the on the uh, Famicom. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these games didn't come to America, mm-hmm. and ooh, and, and honestly, and then like Castlevania Three came to America, didn't utilize the DRC Six because the the NES in America. Wait, could, is that the chip that made the music different over there? Yeah, this it, it, it adds three additional sound waves to it, and, uh-huh. and it couldn't be used on the. Uh, I don't think it could be used on the NES. And that music was like night and day between those two Castlevania very, versions. Yeah, very very different. Uh, but yeah, ooh, this track is so much fun. I just kind of want to get around to the next like little section of this. I like how it um it goes up an octave right at the very end, right before it goes into the loop. It's really fun. Why do you have to keep releasing new video games when I want to play more of these old ones again? Or for the first time, for that matter. I still have to play Star Tropics. That just came to mind recently, too. I've played Star Tropics. you never played Star Tropics 1 or 2. I played the first level of Star Tropics. That's a rough game. Is it? Yes. In other words, it sounds like my alien. Yeah, I know. It's got an overworld, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Zelda. Two. I know it's Mike Zelda and Dr. Two. Jones. That's what I know about. The the dungeons you play through, it's mainly like a kind of like a dungeon crawler, sort of like uh, Zelda, mm-hmm. except that you don't have... It's overhead, but you don't have like a free roaming. You know what I'm talking about? Like you press like up, and, up, down, left, and right. You don't move. You, so is, you is, move, it, is it you cardinal ju- directions only? It's cardinal direct cardinal directions only and you only move per tile so that makes it a little awkward but like I'm trying to think of the technical terms like orthogonal or something orthogonal yeah oh my gosh we were playing a board game like that where we, <laughs> you can only move orthogonally like, and we were all what? looking at each other like um are any of us smarter to know what orthogonal means without breaking out a dictionary the answer was, is no um, for listeners who are interested in interesting board games uh, Sagrada that was that game that was Sagrada that was Sagrada. That's a glorious game. <sighs> so much fun. Um, and their expansion is on the way. Look for it. Yeah, more dice. That game is all about dice. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a very relaxed board game, very easy to learn, but very fun to play, Sagrada. Da, 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 da. Sagrada. It Sagrada is cool. Gotta do it. Got to do like a Rhythm and Pixels board game spinoff. Yeah, man. <laughs> We just, play, sure we just play video game music and then just talk about board games. So what would you play? What board game would you play this over? A nice rousing game of Monopoly. 
No, no. That would never come up on the show, by the way. If we did a board game podcast, we could only bring up Monopoly and Jest. Oh, man. What are you doing tomorrow night? Monopoly. No, I mean, like, like actually, what are you doing tomorrow night? Huh, I don't know. Um, I know I got to write a review yeah. to um, that DJ Max, but aside from now, I don't think I got any plans yet. Okay, we were talking about doing some board games this weekend, if you're interested. Uh, could be if you're interested. That could possibly work. Okay. Um, See if we can like reach out, get some heads involved, get a four or five player game yeah. going. Yeah, we'll um we'll we'll keep in touch. Okay. All right. Well, back to the show. But <laughs> oh, you have to find that and chop it out later. I'll be like, did you guys end up playing board games? What happened? <laughs> uh, the saga. I'll leave it. In. People, people like people like it. It's a, this is real, Pernell. This is real life. Slice of life <laughs> podcast. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the Slice of Life podcast. <laughs> Hear about how we spend our every day. Um, how about that Mega Man track? I lost my job last week. <laughs> well, that's harsh, man. Well, maybe maybe you can do a job hunt to the cool, cool stylings of Gyro Man. Yeah, here's the next track from Dragon Warrior. Oh, man, I got that news from the doctor. Oh. Wow, why is all my news bad? I got to get some better news. Yes, you do. Yeah. Like Smash Brothers coming. I guess that's okay. That's good news for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to turn the track down. And we are going to get into the bonus round. Ba- bonus round. Bam. Prop cycle. The bonus round's the part of the show. Where? Where? Where you know. The bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. And this is the. Wildcard Nebula. <laughs> you like the pauses. You're just like, Every time I pause, you just like crack up. You said you're, now you just like a glass of wine and like a Milton <laughs> Berle voiceover. Now today, we're doing... It's getting late, folks. The bonus No, actually, it's not. I'm just being silly. Round. All right, what, what's your bonus round track for today? Today's track. <laughs> Our masterpiece theater. <laughs> <laughs> we have a fine specimen of a piece... Redone by a man that goes by the name of Stone McNuckle. Are you talking about Sir McNuckle? The very same. Oh. Now you see. Lord McNuckle. I've been kind of in a <laughs> Mega Man mood due to the earlier aforementioned Minus Infinity. Yes. So yeah, the yeah. track that came to mind for this remix was Top Man. I wanted to hear someone do a mean mix of Top Man. Top Man's a good track. And what do you know? Oh, pal, Stone McNuckle did a great job of it, and so now we want you to hear it, too. So here's that Top Man remix. Top Man.
and what you just listened to was uh, not my voice. Um, <laughs> that was the Top Man remix from Stone McNuckle. Yes, it was. From the game Mega Man 3, which is funny. I didn't even say it earlier, but I just assumed everyone knew. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was a really good cover. Stuff like that makes me want faster Mega Man games to play with that music. Because that music is spectacular, but it could not work if it was like in regular Mega Man with his normal walking speed. Oh, because it's so fast. It's so fast. Oh, I, I, I love how fast this is. No, no. This is I, so good. No, I mean, I, I do too. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> I really like how fast this is. I was like, brrr, I was like this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Like, I just make a Mega Man game where everything's rocking. Like, Mega Man X did kind of do that. I was Most of the tracks from those games are more rock based, yeah. I think. But, uh,. I want more like this. I want to listen to every Mega Man track done like that. <laughs> and I would be pleased with the results. Mm. I'm hopes to be pleased with the results. Well, on the other side of things. <laughs> the not so loud and round the and crazy. Very, thing. very different side of things. <clears throat> I'm playing a remix from the game Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> Jeebus. So if you know the game, um, then the lyrics to this song will mean... It has lyrics. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it's going to mean a little bit more to you. It's gonna be, it's gonna mean something different to you than it's gonna mean to Purnell. Yeah, because I have yet to start <laughs> it up, and I'm getting chastised by my multiple. It's like it's only three hours long. It's very, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's something else. So, uh, so hopefully, it's not much of a spoiler. I don't, I don't think it's gonna be. Um, but this is the um, track called "Your Reality." Okay. Okay. And it's by um, Cement City. Cement City. <laughs> featuring Calcium. <laughs> That's a, I like that, baby. You, you always, always drink my milk. <laughs> Vitamin R. <laughs>
Yeah, just like the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was your reality, the remix from Cement City featuring Calcium. Um, that's but I, so far, I think it's like my favorite like remix of that track. It's very fun. It's very dancey. So there's multiple remixes of that track already. It's a popular song. Wow. Um, it's a popular game. I gotta play it. It's very interesting. More telling. And you know what? I never play the game. I just watch a lot of playthroughs. But Wait, you, I thought you did play it. I'm telling you, it's 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 a dating sim like um, point and click. Like you're just reading. So. But well, don't you have any options for choices? So it'd be like your play experience versus a watch. Yeah, but I, from what I understand, most roads lead towards the same ending. And, and so I'm, I'm happy just to watch it on YouTube, watch some people play it and have fun with it. It did, didn't take away from my experience. I still enjoyed it. I, I mean, like I said, it works. I mean, yeah. it's a very popular pastime. I just, I feel like my mind's like, well, if it's going to be three hours, and especially in the case of a game where it's not like my skill level will make it take longer. Right. I may as well just do it. Yeah, just to sit back and enjoy it. Um, yeah, think of it like a movie. <laughs> Intriguing. But that that knows you're watching a movie. It's well, very cool. Maybe uh, I will go ahead and enroll in the Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah. I'll bring my favorite book. Doki Doki do it. <laughs> Don't you Doki Doki do it. <laughs> do it, do it, Doki. Um, so this is the, uh, if you want more information on the um, bonus round part of the show, go to re- rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have um, links to uh, SoundClouds, Bandcamps, all their bios, their web pages, everywhere where you can buy the music and support the artists. Thank you for joining us on episode 12-7 of Rhythm and Pixels, our wildcard nebula. Hope you enjoyed your space-tastic journey, plumbing the depths of odd, obscure music, <laughs> and maybe yeah. not so obscure music too, but hopefully all delicious in scope of sound. Yeah, I feel I feel like this has been kind of a kind of like a journey through the nebula, like like a Star Trek episode, you know what I mean? Seth Phasers to rock. This 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 last song does. This is the credit theme from the Gianna Sisters' "Twisted Dreams." It's on it's on multiple systems, but the original Gianna Sisters was by Chris Hillsbeck. Mm-hmm. Um, and the re the the re the redones the the newer games were done by Machina Supremacy. Some heavy stuff, and Fabian Del Piore. So I think this was maybe a remix of uh, original Chris Hillsbeck track. Huh, that could make sense then, especially because right. I'm not sure if you said you weren't sure if he made this track or not. I'm not. I'm not sure, but it certainly has some that, that kind of feel to it. I, this, I've, I've been loving this song. I've had I've had this song on a list mm-hmm. for like literally maybe eight months. Jeez, like it's just been sitting on my uh, on my hard drive for a very long time. Well, I definitely can say that this sounds very unlike the rest of that game's I OST. <laughs> yeah, very metal. But um, hey, if you liked what you heard today, if you if you like what you heard on the show, and if you wanna um, you wanna chat with us, or if you have a topic suggestion, or if you are a games artist, or a remixer, or a cover band, let us know. We want to hear from you. Um, send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you'd like more information about the show, 
full track listing from all the episodes, access to all the episodes, and links to um, everything else that we're doing, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, go to uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, you can check out when we post new episodes. If you want to say hello, there's a lot of conversation happening there. There's a lot of conversation happening on our Discord server. You can get that linked on the, uh, the website, rhythmandpixels.com. If you like the show and you want to help support us, um, really the best thing you can do is uh, share the podcast, share the posts on social media, uh, Twitter, or even like rate and subscribe to us on the, on the podcast thing that you're listening to. But um, you can also support us through patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels. Um, and if you support us there, then we'd like to um, give you a little shout out at the end of the show. So we want to give a shout out to number one, awesome dude, Alex, the messenger. Great fan. Great fan. Uh, Carlos, Morton Gangso, Henrik Anderson, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, which we were actually just talking about earlier. <laughs> um, who just, he did it, um, an NES episode of just NES music that was fantastic this past Monday. Very, very good episode with strong music. I want to thank uh, Brian Pitt, Chris Murray, and David Smith. All of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your continued support of the show and for you know all the kind words that you write to us. It's really great. Thanks for just being genuinely awesome gents. Great people. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, we, ha- we had a bunch of guests lined up they're still lined up just a little further out because the nice cute as line established here <laughs> yeah Bailey, we're still probably gonna be looking into other guests too because it's interesting we got the guest bug and now we want to meet more people and talk with them yes yes i, I really want to get more and more artists on the show and chat with them um and one last thing to to, to kind of plug before we go is that we have a 24 7 radio station of 8-bit and 16 music on youtube called rhythm and pixels radio um just go search that on YouTube and it's constantly playing tracks that we've selected tracks that um, forever sound version has selected and even tracks from the VGM jukebox from key glyph and Josh. Um, some amazing stuff. They have their own playlists that I just stick on there. It goes in rotation changes every week. Absolutely. Rockerific. I have to say it's very, very cool. Rocker- I like rockerific. Yeah. Took all day to come up with that. I'm yeah. stewing on it. I, th- I think it's worth every penny. I like the word rock, but it can sound better. I have the manpower, the strength, and the free time. And there it is. I, I like the initiative. The alternative was like Rockaroonie or um, Rocco's Modern Life. Now that existed. It or was a great show. Rocky Rocky Five: Adrian's Revenge. No, we <laughs> we don't talk about that flawed <laughs> sequel. No one does. Um, this has been the <laughs> this has been the Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. And remember, mistakes happen like you have no idea. Mistakes have been made. (laughs) Mistakes have been made. And when said mistakes happen or when losses are occurred or incurred, it is easy to default to feeling a sense of failure or lack of success. Like you just feel defeated. But... Honestly, this is actually coming from me learning from personal experience, both in life and in game life, that it sometimes makes sense to just reflect on the loss as a learning experience that which you can grow from instead of taking it as a slap to the face. Because you never know, you might face a similar challenge in the future and the said loss can be used to bolster your spirit and knowledge to therefore succeed in a more positive manner on your next attempt. It's just worth learning from, not worth succumbing to. That's the word of the street. Now let me go back to my (laughs) strawberries. 
Um, yeah. I think I said it before on the show, but I don't believe in failure. It's a good it's a good mantra, man. I believe in learning and you fail as quickly as can as fail as quickly as possible to try again. Because eventually those failures just build the steps to success. That's right. I have died over eight thousand times in the game Celeste. I haven't died more than 180, and that may sound good, but that comes from a lot of stress <laughs> on every death. Like, okay, I can't die anymore. i got to turn the game <laughs> off. And it's just, I had stop, and I won't play it. But now I'm like, no, I'm tired of neglecting this game. I want to experience it. And if it means i got to die 500 times to do so, so be it. You know, let, let the Gianna sisters give you a big warm. This song, this song's a big warm hug. I love the song. And as you defeated the Alvar Lord, I guess it does need. I guess you would need a big hug. Oh, I love that keyboard sound. Right, Papa Corking play there. Yeah? Mm. Corking. Mm. I love that word, by the way. Corking. Corking. Ooh. I love this. Before it was the uh, the Sid ship, and now it's a guitar. Oh, so good. I feel like I remember this part playing earlier. This is like a brand new secret riff. Yeah. This is the this is the credit roll. Hmm. I just want to go. I just want to do it one more time. Oh, people are. No, that might actually be Machina Supremacy. It sounds like it would be them. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna turn the microphones off. I'm like, I'm fucking mad. Oh my god, it's still not over. Now we're still gone. <laughs> it's not over. <laughs> Just stop making these people suffer. Turn this off. Not at all. These are good microphones. Where was it? He was like, oh, what kind of microphones are you using? I was like, it's a, it's uh it's blue. It's old, old bluey. Old blue. I just noticed this has like, like a weird bit door like it's absolutely. Yeah, really, yeah, it's it's not super high quality over there, but it was but it works. Anyway, maybe you mean so much to us, and you always will. Sure. <laughs>